So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media. Source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the But Daddy Why podcast, where we understand the rapid-fire questioning that parents battle all day, every day, especially that one constant question, why? We take the hard questions and do the research for you so that you have the ammo to reply when the kids reach the ultimate pinnacle of, but daddy, why? My name is Pat Jacobs. And I'm Eric Binion. Sit back and enjoy the show. All right. This is going to be exciting. No holiday ruin. Nope. We're not we're not gonna crush any well, we may crush childhood memory now that I think about it. We definitely are. Anyway, but no, this this will be fun. So I was thinking about this one because you know, it's springtime and we were last week last week we were talking about uh the Easter bunny and fertility and all that, and then I got thinking, wait, what 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 else is there about that? And then came up the stork myth. We were all at some point, and maybe if it was just through the movie Dumbo, mm-hmm. were introduced to the myth of the stork, and that's how babies came, which is a really silly idea. I mean, why? Why is that? Where did that come from? I mean, of all the things to pick, right? Right. Surely there was some some other way to explain how babies came. I mean, maybe that's why birds and the bees. I don't know. I mean, storks don't have anything to do with bees. No. So anyway, so we have the stork myth. So a lot of people, I'm sure, are going to show their kids Dumbo at some point. These storks are going to be flying in, dropping off babies, mm-hmm. and just absolutely not helping further the cause of sex education in the world. Nope. So why it's, stork? It's it's pure avoidance. That's exactly what it is. You know, it's not like. It's not like we're talking Easter Bunny and Santa Claus. Like we're avoiding something to get you to clean up your room. Right. We're avoiding something so that you don't ask a question that we're uncomfortable answering. So we're going to come up with just something ridiculous. Yep. That's what it feels like to me. So so then you know that begs the question: Why do storks bring babies, or why do why do we tell that story? And I think it's worthwhile answering and knowing and knowing the reason why, because at some point, if you use that story or they watch Dumbo, you're going to have to explain, well, what? What exactly is going on here? Right. And you're going to go, uh, 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 
Well, there are birds, and there are bees, and oh, And storks. Storks. There we go. But, Daddy, why are storks delivering babies? What a fantastic question. So we're going to start off the way that we usually start off with some some simple facts from me, and then we'll head into uh, letting you wax mythology and, and all that type of stuff. So. Oh, and, and um, we're going to get mythological up on this one. We sure are. I can already tell. <laughs> you, you, you have that mythology like aura about you. I can, I can this, see it already. This is all of the mythology. Anyway, yep. so let's get to the facts. All right. So in our culture, the the idea of a stork carrying a baby in a sling dangling from its bill has become commonplace, right? Um, Even Vlasic Pickles capitalized on the pregnant woman's desire for pickles, so to say. And they immortalized the image in the 1960s by choosing a stork as the company mascot. Now, storks, technically speaking, white storks, measure 40 to 50 inches tall with a wingspan of 61 to 70 inches and weigh between five and 10 pounds. So potentially large enough to at least imagine carrying an infant. Makes now, for perfect scapegoat. 40 to 50 inches tall, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's just think about that for a second. Six feet tall or five feet tall is 60 inches. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. these are huge. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, and, and again, you know, five to, to 10 pounds at, at, you know, flying through the air, those things look like bombers, which, which is exactly like the scene in Dumbo, you know, Absolutely. it's, it's, it's them flying over, you know, the state of Florida, like a map and just dropping bombs of babies and parachutes and, and they're landing in the zoo and, and all that fun stuff. And where did the babies come from? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We still haven't answered that question. We haven't. We haven't yet. And we, but we will, hopefully. Maybe. Maybe not. So one of the things that, that we've mentioned, obviously, is, is Dumbo. You know, Walt Disney movie Dumbo. And, and uh, Dumbo is delivered by a stork. I went back and, and watched the YouTube video of just that section. And there's a song called look out for mr stork and it's it's a bit out there it's a bit out there so i I definitely encourage people to to look it up you mean more out there than big winged animals carrying babies in nothing but blanket yes because of how scary it is now listen to this so here are the here are the lyrics to look out for mr stork look out for mr stork that persevering chap He'll come along and drop a bundle in your lap. You may be poor or rich. It doesn't matter which. Millionaires, they get theirs. Like the butcher and the baker. So look out for Mr. Stork. And let me tell you, friend, don't try to get away. He'll find you in the end. He'll spot you out in China or he'll fly to County Cork. So you better look out for Mr. Stork. Look out for Mr. Stork. He's got you on his list, and when he comes around, it's useless to resist. Remember those quintuplets and the woman in the shoe? Maybe he's got his eye on you. Ooh, that's a little, it's a little uh, freaky, and um, yeah. The problem is you don't know how you get on his list. 
Right. That makes it sound like it's a, it's an arbitrary. It sure does. Surprise. We are apparently on, on the list for the stork. And um, no matter what we do, we can run, we can hide, we can go to China or County Cork. And no matter what, he's going to find us, whether we're rich or poor. It's like a weird sick Oprah. <laughs> and you get a baby, baby and you get a baby. So that's that's the song. It sounds really nice and beautiful and and all that, but yeah, definitely uh, pay attention to the the lyrics there. Now, one other thing I want to talk about with with as far as you know facts go, the natural behavior of storks probably explains the association with with birth and babies, all that stuff. So they are a, a migratory bird, mm-hmm. white and, and white storks, you know, fly south in the fall and return nine months later. So they're usually heading north and nest around March and April. So babies that are born in March and April were likely conceived in June of the previous year. Probably around about the time of Midsummer's Eve, which is June 21st. That is a celebration of the summer solstice. So I'm sure we're going to get into this, you know, a lot deeper with, with your mythology stuff. But it was also a pagan holiday of marriage and fertility. Mm-hmm. So many marriages and other quote unquote activities, you know what I mean? Say no more, say no more, nudge, nudge, oh, wink, wink. There you go. Um, so many marriages and other activities would take place during that time. Therefore, many babies would be born around the time that the storks could be seen flying north, making the connection that the stork brought the baby. There may have been a natural phenomenon, and the stork is a victim of circumstance. Yes. Or... One thing to note first about storks is they are commonly associated with with marriage in general. Even today, while they're not strictly monogamous, for the most part, they they, they return to the same mate every every year. So they've kind of been linked with that idea of of, uh, marital relations and and matrimony and stuff which which is you know kind of where we're going to go with this is the fact that this is this is a story of marital relations now what that means is sex oh you said the sex word this is this is this is this is this is this has been a brilliant way to not have to have to talk about sex yeah what the result is because the poor stork is an easy scapegoat mm-hmm. for us just not being able to go, hey, you know what? Your mom and dad really love each other. And when two people really love each other, a stork comes by and drops a baby in their lap. Because mm-hmm. we're on that list. All right. So let's get let's get into the get into the story. So we've talked about the fact that in many mythologies, the storks were the symbol of fidelity and monogamous relationships just because of the fact they would turn the same mate. They don't actually mate for life. They just have a tendency to return to the same nests. And because they're coming to the same nests, they're around the same birds. And it worked the first time. Why not have another go? This is one of these weird cases because this, it is across a whole range of cultures, right? In China, in Israel, in European cultures and mythologies, all of, like there's there's this there's this idea of the stork somehow caught up in this uh, fertility and marriage phenomena. 
it's believed though that the idea of the stork delivering babies themselves comes came out of Germany originally. Mm-hmm. But like we've talked in the past, since so many groups are telling stories and using similar imagery, it it's really easy to kind of congeal into one story because everyone, ah, it's kind of like our story. We'll share that story. And, you know, by the time we've got all mixed up and whatnot, we're like, hey, it looks good on a Hallmark card. Stamp a stork on it. Oh, and then Dumbo. Right, right. Uh, we'll start in the 19th century, okay? So this idea kind of gets popularized by Hans Christian Andersen. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wrote a fable called The Storks. And in the story, the storks are flying above the village, teased by a young boy, and they get their revenge by delivering a dead baby to the, to the child's family. In, in that version of the story, the storks uh, were taking babies from a, from a pond where they were dreaming and delivering them to the families of good children. Because Hans Christian Andersen didn't come, with all, come up with all original stories. There were, other, there were other stories, similar versions of the story, in, uh, particularly in Germany, where babies were found in caves. And the caves were called, oh, I'm going to hurt this one a lot. <laughs> Adeborstins. Adeborstins, I guess, is the closest I'm going to get to it. Which, in, in German, it means, the, it literally means the stork stone. Sometimes, I guess, it was referred to as, as the, this adder, oh, man, I hate that word. Adeborstin referred to rocks out of which babies hatched. Um, it was also the name of a stone that babies were laid on, laid on to dry by the, I guess, by the storks after they were pulled from the sea. So I guess the babies came from the sea as well. So it's a, it's a, it's a bunch of weird stories about how these, mm-hmm. uh, how the storks were involved with getting the babies, pulling from the sea, pulling them out of a cave, pulling them from a pond where they dreamed, and uh, their their connection to their their uh, eventually their siblings. And this story probably caught on because it was an easy way for parents to put off telling the story of how babies actually came about. So I'd mentioned that a bunch of different mythologies have stories about it, right? Mm -hmm. So we'll start with Hebrew. So in Hebrew, the word for stork means kind mother. And in uh, Hebrew mythology or Hebrew... I, I don't know, folk, folk uh, imagery, the white stork is the symbol for eternal care. That There's a Polish folk tale in which God had changed a man into a stork to care for the other animals. So that would make sense to the stork, you know, if you're looking at Dumbo and the storks bringing the babies to all the animals on the circus train. Right? In Greek mythology, the stork was reversely a symbol for stealing the baby and carrying it away. There's a um, uh, there was a mythical story that Girana, the queen of the pygmies, was changed to a stork by Hera. When, and 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 it's important to know about Hera. Everybody pisses Hera off, and and it's not difficult to do because Zeus was literally sleeping with everybody. Right. Right. So she's just angry. Period. So so I mean, here's here's Hera who has to marry her brother in the first place. Mm-hmm. On top of which, the dude is sleeping with every creature that he can. I mean, he is the worst. Mm-hmm. So everybody pisses her off. So in this story, Verona, the queen of the pygmies, was changed into a stork by Hera because she angered her. 
And as a stork, Garana tries to abduct her own child, right? So she's trying to get her own get her own child, whose name was unfortunately Mopsus. But every time she tried to get her child, she was always chased away. Okay. Uh, in Norse mythology, we're kind of getting back towards uh, Germany and whatnot. And we'll say Norse mythology, and when we say Norse mythology, we have to kind of think like Germanic, Celtic, England, Ireland, all that. They tend to carry a sim- similar uh, mythology. In Norse mythology, the stork represented a lifelong commitment to family values because it was considered monogamous, and, and they would have seen that, the stork coming, uh, flying north, coming back, coming to the same nesting sites, and, and like you had talked about earlier, coming back for that solstice festival mm-hmm. uh, about the same time. So this, this, this strong figure of family values. Following that, the early Christians tended to use the stork as this symbol of chastity or, or, or a marriage that was monogamous and was you know, ordained by God. And, uh, in Egyptian mythology, the stork is a symbol for the soul. You called uh, the soul in Egyptian mythology was called Ba, mm-hmm. right? And each person had a Ba. This was represented by a bird. It was a stork with a human head, right? And they had this belief that like the migratory nature of the bird, when the soul left the body, uh, if it would return, was ready to be resurrected or returned to life um, because it's coming back to its rightful home. Slavic mythology and religion storks were thought to carry souls, not, not the actual babies, but they brought the souls. The soul of the baby? Of the baby. And in the spring and summer, they delivered the soul of the baby to the child. I guess nobody was born in the Slavic countries, not in the summer or hmm. spring. They, they just knew when you got busy, and then it was like a famine, and then time yeah. to start up again. That that really makes way for like a, a true birthday season. You know, you could just have a couple months where, you know, birthdays are like huge and they just have monster parties. And then you got 10 months to plan. 10 months to plan. To whatever. Yeah, we got, we got two, three months here to get busy and then nothing. And then, yeah. No. Miserable winter. No. Your wife's pregnant. Or, I mean, I guess not. It just happens. Mm-hmm. Storks going to drop it off. Storks were seen by the Slavs uh, as bringing luck. And so killing a stork was like crossing the road in front of a black cat, breaking a mirror, all that kind of stuff. You, mm-hmm. Bad news. Don't kill a stork. Right. Which, which I find fascinating because that, you know, as far as like eating a tasty treat, now I've never eaten stork. It would seem to me a big bird like that would be more on the, hey, just could feed the family or this little teeny chicken. Right. But apparently they didn't do that. Like I said, I've never heard of anyone eating a stork, but. Right. Why not go after the four foot tall chicken rather than, right. the, you know, six inch chicken? What do I know? So in the mythology of the, of the the story of the stork, is that's where it really caught on. So the folklore stories said that after the storks uh, found the babies in the caves and marshes, ponds and whatnot, whatnot, they would bring them to households in baskets on their backs or in their beaks. So that's there's all the imagery that, that, that we have at this point. The babies would be either given to a mother or dropped down the trim chimney. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know if that's where they got the Santa Claus idea. I mean, they're, right. they've got this fascination with chimneys. Also, it doesn't seem like a good place to put a baby. Mm-hmm. What if there was a fire or the pot right. was on, baby stew? I, what? doesn't seem like a good idea, but that's how they did it. People in Europe encouraged encouraged storks to nest on people's homes in the hope that because they were symbols of fertility, if they were, you know, if you were trying to encourage a baby to happen, they tried to encourage a stork to nest there. So I don't know if that was kind of like stork shaming people into getting busy. <laughs> the stork nest. Right. The in-laws. The yeah. So when are you going to have get kids? The stork nests out. Right. So we got you. Congratulations on your marriage. We got you a nice stork's nest to put up on the roof. We'll take care of it for you. We'll put it up there right by the chimney. It'll be perfect. You'll love it. Yeah. Don't, don't worry about it. You do what you do. Right. We'll worry about the nest. That's right. We don't want a nest. Well, you know what to do. Mm-hmm. All right. So that, I mean, you know, there's, there is the mythological and whatnot breakdown of of everything I could come up with on on the storks. All the um, mythological origins and, and everything. You know, a couple of things that, that I kind of found, I guess, you know, I, I put them under the fun facts type stuff there. Um, in, in ancient Greece, there was a law that demanded children take care of their parents when they got older. Um, the mm-hmm. law, and the law was called Pelargonia. 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 All right. The law was called, how about this? We're going to try this. The law was called Pelargonia, which is derived from the Greek word for storks, Pelargos. Sure. Right. So, Play some Windex on. Right. <laughs> You'll be fine. It'll make it better. Um, storks. The the idea behind it was that storks tend to take care of their young long past when the young are able to fly and, and fend for themselves, which kind of lended to the belief that the young were actually looking after the old instead. So they, it wasn't the parents that were holding on and, and taking care of the kids. The kids were sticking around and saying, I got to take care of my parents and all that stuff. So kind of like what you were saying, there were, there were also several versions of the stork story that, that aren't quite as happy. Um, in uh, in Poland, the stork's white feathers had been given to it by God, that was the belief, while the devil gave it the black tips, which made it both good and evil. So yeah, nothing, nothing huge there that isn't like super happy, just kind of a little fun fact there. In In England... For a while, the, the bird was actually believed to be a symbol of adultery. I think we mentioned that, right? Maybe not. No. The, yeah, I mean, the the basic thing when, you know, when you're looking at all the facts that we've gathered and that are out there and everything, it's just, it's kind of all over the board, but it's been around. Right. The same thing has been around in all these cultures, just in different ways. Right. Well, I mean, and and that's the thing. Like, there's enough of it that's close that the the outliers like, eh, okay, well, we were the different ones. Your story's better. Let's go with that one. Right, right. 
Um, you had talked about the, the stork building a nest on the roof. Uh, so what I found was that in Roman times, if a stork built a nest on your roof, it was seen as a blessing and a promise of never-ending love from Venus. The name, the scientific name of the stork, right, is Siconia. Siconia? Sure. Sure, Siconia. The Butt Daddy Y podcast, where we murder names and terms and anything in between. (laughs) We don't say we're going to pronounce anything correctly. We're just going to tell you the story. We are not experts. We just have microphones. Uh, But the white stork scientific name is Siconia Siconia. Siconia is the Latin word for stork that was first used by Ovid. Apparently, we've been digging storks for a long time. I guess, you know, I, I guess the other thing that probably relates to why storks have captured our, captured our imagination is that they have this really weird uh, non-fear of human beings. And I don't know if you've seen, like, like out here in Chicago, it's not impossible to see a stork. Hmm. Or I guess, I mean, a, a crane. I, I'm, I'm assuming cranes and storks are about the same. And I've been to nature preserves here, and I have seen really big cranes. They don't seem to be bugged by the fact that you're a human and you're coming up to them. They're like, kind of, like, eh. Yeah, whatever. I'm a four and a half foot tall bird. Yep. And I got a pretty sharp beak. Bring it. <laughs> you look soft and squishy. Let me stretch my six foot long wings real quick. Hold on. You see that, buddy? All right. Yeah. You know, now that I'm saying this, now that I'm saying this, I mean, we've all watched the Kung Fu movies. There's, there's Crane Kung yeah. Fu. Crane, yep. So so apparently these birds are like just could absolutely kick our ass. So it it makes sense. So hey, if they want to deliver the babies, they probably say, hey, these birds could kick our ass. Let's mm-hmm. let them do whatever they yeah. want. And ultimately in the end, I mean, we I guess have no fear of them whatsoever because we're just blaming them for something that they have nothing to do with. So if they ever like figure it out, they're going to be pretty pissed off, dude. Well, and the reality, and the the funniest part of this whole story, of all of this, is like we're talking about all this. Are we scared of the bird, or bird scared of us? What's up? The reality is, is, and if we want to slowly segue into the bottom line, mm-hmm. here's that segue. The reality of the whole story here is that it's just parents scared to say, "Hey, there's an actual process to having a baby." Right. Has nothing to do with a bird, specifically a stork, or the or the chimney, or anything else. Has nothing to do with bees. It's just that special hug that mommy and daddies do. That's right, and I feel like you know it's it's maybe it's something that's going to end with our generation of of parenting. You know, we're going to be the ones who are just kind of more honest about it because. Uh, maybe we're more comfortable with the uncomfortableness of things, and and we've decided that somewhere along the line we're going to be more honest with our our kids and stuff. I mean, I don't remember exactly when I asked my parents about it, but I'm sure that I probably heard the stork, stork story because that's kind of what I remember, I guess. And maybe it was just from Dumbo, or maybe I just never asked. I have no clue. But yeah, I'm trying to I'm tr- I'm trying to figure the spot where stork stork imagery became part of of my understanding of the process of having a baby. And like, honestly, I cannot for the life of like outside of Dumbo. I don't, 
outside of Dumbo and the fact that it's, it was on like so many freaking congratulations, you're having a boy, you're having a girl cards. I mean, or, you know, like declarations. I, I don't have any, I can't so, figure out any reason why I would think it was a stork. So maybe we didn't even as kids even believe that because ultimately we didn't get any candy or anything with it. We weren't right. being told that we had to act good or something. You know, we wouldn't get the candy or get the baby or something like that. So, you know, it wasn't as easy to believe as the tooth fairy and the Easter bunny and Santa Claus, stuff like that. Seriously. All right. So for real, the bottom line is why, why are, why are there storks dropping babies down chimneys in the back of, circus train cars and everywhere else that it happened Mm -hmm. why why the stork when your kid watches dumbo for the first time and is trying to figure out what the hell is going on the very the very simple answer to this question and you're welcome is we're just cowards yeah that's it like like we're looking for any reason not to answer that scary question of how babies are made so Someone saw a stork, stupid Hans Christian Andersen telling a story, made it easy. Hey, that guy told the story. Great. Let's just keep telling the story. It kicks that can down the road a little bit. And we don't have to admit that that mommy and daddy got naked and did some stuff together. Cowards. I wonder I wonder if that means we have to put like a like a, a PG thirty is this R rated now? Uh this one might possibly be. I don't know. I think in this day and age, it's probably like PG-13. But we would like to patent the phrase. We would also like to patent the phrase, cowardly parenting. All right. Well, there's another one in the books. I don't think we we can beat this one anymore. No. No. Those poor parents. Make sure you go to our Facebook page or the Twitters. Mm -hmm. If you got other good questions and you don't want to listen to us talk about business ventures involving storks, <laughs> question to answer. Yeah. Send them our way. So, let's on Facebook and on Twitter, and we will answer other questions. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.